0: Welcome to another Sports in the Tri podcast. This is Jeff Morrill. Got a good one today in uh, Southridge Athletic Director, Tim Wood. Tim, glad to have you this morning.
1: Fellas, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. And I appreciate everything you
0: guys have done for Sports in the Tri Cities. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's get right into it. First off, I got to say you high school athletic directors have just been put through the ringer. Not just this, this year, but I'm thinking about all the snow outs that you guys had a, a couple of years ago where you had to reschedule everything. You guys are, are earning your money and more right now. Well, we'd like to think so. I mean, we've had
1: kind of an interesting time with the snow in the past and then with the weather and different things with the smoke and the fires in the area. So that's always caused it. But You know, coming from Spokane, at least I got a little bit used to it. I think some of our Tri-Cities ADs, it was a little harder for them at one point, but we're all adjusting. We've done a lot, obviously with the pandemic and COVID-19, that's caused a lot of wrinkles and different things going on. And we always want to be working and doing things and changing things and making sure we're on top of it. I will admit we had a couple months where we just kind of all paused and said, let's just wait to see what happens. Doesn't mean we weren't working. I think we all got assigned other duties as, you know, that our principal wanted us to do and different things. So we've been busy. And every time the metrics change and every time things get thrown at us, the schedules change, the timelines change for calendars. So, yeah, this last few
0: weeks has been I feel like an athletic director again. That's for sure. (laughs) That's that's a good way of putting it. So yesterday, Governor Jay Inslee kind of reset the bar a little bit as far as it's I think it's going to be every two weeks now instead of every week as far as what phases the regions are. And we've got two regions in the state on the west side that have, have been advanced into phase two. We are still in phase one. What is that gonna mean for our kids in this area? So
1: with our phase one, uh, starting fall sports, um, Kenoke School District, our three high schools still plan on practice on February 1st. So soccer can go, cross country can go, and our, or we'll do our pods and our groups for the other sports with dance, cheer, football, and volleyball. What it'll mean is we're gonna try to get that first weekend so those practices count. And then we can get going. It looks like we'll have two weeks now because if it comes out today and then it comes out the next two weeks, we feel that it's going to be a pretty positive thing that we're probably going to actually get going with games the week of February 15th, which is President's Day week. So we think we only lost a week right now. We were hoping we could possibly play games as soon as February 9th. So we think it just moves it a week. We feel like we can still get everything done that we need to do. It might affect uh, football just a little bit. But other than that, Kids are going to get practicing. and we're going to get going back out there. And I think it's a positive for them all. So I think it's a super positive thing for us right now. And everybody's a lot happier now than they were a month ago.
0: I mean, this is one of those things where the, these kids, I don't know how they've been able to, to get this far playing high school sports. If I had never been able to do that, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how tough is this for these kids?
1: I think it's been pretty difficult for a number of
0: kids. I mean, there's
1: some programs and some groups that have obviously done a pretty good job and they've had less restrictions. So those mm-hmm. groups have been doing pretty well. And it was hard when you had that summer session so-called and we got started and we had, we could follow these requirements. And then we got shut down again and then we couldn't go in the weight room and now we're out of the weight room again. So it's kind of been, you just gotta be ready to be flexible. And I think more so than ever, the kids, have uh, the communication, things with emails and different things with the kids is, gone up because we've had to do that just because it's just been so week by week because all the time parents are like what's the schedule for the month i'm like that's just not going to happen right now and it's ever fluctuating and moving and so the kids i talk to and be and are around i mean they want that engagement i mean i've done some things with testing and bringing some kids in for other activities and man i can't get them to leave sometimes they just want interaction and they want to talk with people they want to be around their coaches they want to be around their teammates And yeah, it causes problems when you got six feet and you got pods with different sports, but I think they're excited to get back. I know the MCC is ready to go and the schools in the conference are excited and we'll get those kids going and we should have some fun.
0: Tell me about the look of the MCC then. Um, I I think Hermiston is not in because of uh, they're in Oregon. And I think either the governors, Inslee for Washington and Brown for uh, uh, Oregon have to give them the okay, right?
1: kind of in flux this week with that because obviously we created schedules with Hermiston on board and with an odd number of schools for the MCC it creates a buy so it does create some scheduling conflicts but obviously we want to play Hermiston we want to travel to Oregon we want them to travel here nothing is finalized so this is kind of just more what we're hearing so I don't want anybody to get the idea that this is the right or wrong answer we feel like travel to Hermiston is essential because extracurricular activities is a part of the school program I don't think you can compare what we do at the school to youth sports or even AAU. I think what we do is a lot different and we teach different uh, models and SEL and we do different things here that for the whole student athlete, not just those top level kids. So we feel like it's a lot different. But with that said, we're actively working with the governor's office, WIA, uh, Hermiston, our people here at KSD, at Richland School District and Pasco, along with Walla Walla to try to see if that can't change. We think a positive is coming out of the phase two in some of the areas. We feel like if we are in phase two and things may get lifted um, and the restrictions may change. So it's been one of those days where we were coming up with new schedules. We already have them in place. So where we get, we're probably gonna create schedules without Hermiston. Fully knowing that we plan to play them and we hope to play them and we hope it works out. We're being positive and we're thinking optimistically that it will happen. We'd love to get the final word. So we don't have that yet. So. Some of this was my opinion, and we'll see
0: where we go from there. Hermiston tweeted some out some stuff last night. They say, "Hey, we don't blame anybody here. This is just a, a a situation where we need to get the approval of at least one of the governors." So they they were they were like, "We're looking for options here. We still want to play with the Tri City schools. Uh, it's just something that we can't control right now." So they they sound like they're they understand the situation.
1: Absolutely. And we've had some pretty good conversations with Hermerson and their athletic director. We love going down there and playing. They got a great community. They support athletics tremendously. And so when they come up to our gym, uh, it's a joy to see them and us. And, you know, and it's really not that far away from Southridge, So we have no problem playing them. We look forward to it. Um, We believe they deserve that opportunity as well as our kids do. You know, some of it's out of our hands and we're okay with that. Trust me, at one point, I came up like, well, are you going to be okay with the MCC moving forward? And they are. I mean, we have a great relationship and believe it or not, the nine schools, um, our athletic team and our group, we get along as well as anybody in the state of Washington. And I I'd go head to head with anybody with that statement saying when our group is together at conferences and different things, um, we're a pretty tight knit group. And yeah, we're all competitive. We all want to win. We all want to have the best thing for our program and our schools, but at the same time, we understand as a conference that we really do work pretty well together. And I think uh, you being around the area and even Parker can probably uh, reiterate that fact that we are pretty close.
0: Oh yeah. No, you, you, I don't think you guys even thought twice about it. When Hermiston wanted to come into the league a few years back, you guys really welcomed them with open arms.
1: Yeah. And we think in the big picture of things, it made perfect sense. There's similar size school to us, obviously. And uh, just right across the river, obviously, but at the same time, it did throw some people off on the West side. They're like, I mean, we literally had people say, wait, did Hermiston, is Hermiston in Washington? I'm like, well, no, they didn't move it. It's still in Oregon, but at the same time, there's gonna be a part of our association. You believe it or not, some of that stuff was happening. Like, yeah, uh, it was kind of odd at first, but we're happy to have him. Uh working with Larry Usher down in Hermiston is joy. He's a great guy to work with and he's on top
0: of things. Yep, he is. He really is a good guy. He's been there for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some word that Sunnyside was was trying to possibly join for just this year with you guys.
1: You know, it briefly came up. And um, I don't know the new Sunnyside AD. So that was more of kind of a rumor. And because they reached out that whole Yakima Valley area, which is, you know, they have a lot to work with right there. And that's a tough thing that they got to figure out just because the MCC can stay by itself and we don't really need anybody's outside help, which Mm -hmm. not to act like we're above anybody, but at the same time, we can make this work with our scheduling. So I feel bad for some of those guys in Yakima Valley. So I came out as they were going to like, hey, do you guys want to play us in non-conference? And we thought with our buys, like, well, if you want to come play soccer and volleyball with us, we'll, we'll put you in with all those buys and you'll have a full schedule and you don't even have to worry about those other schools in the big nine. But in their defense, and probably rightfully so, they want to stick with Davis, Ike, West Valley Yakima, which they probably should and do the right thing. So they're going to try to come up with competitive games that work for their school with those other big nine schools plus the other surrounding schools that they can play. they died pretty quick. It was probably about a three-day thing. I was reaching out to Ken Anderson um, Casey Gant was reaching out to the Sunnyside AD and so it, it died on the vine pretty quick but it would have been a good idea and so but at the same time um, they're loyal to what they're doing and they probably made the right decisions
0: since since summer of last year how many different versions of schedules have you guys actually put out
1: I actually started whiting out because I'm a guy that I mean everything's electronic obviously calendars schedules, yeah. and everything but especially now even more so it's the, but I still write stuff down so I can see it every day uh, a lot of whiteout. I did throw away a calendar and start over, but between the football schedules and the soccer schedules and volleyball and just fall. And then thinking about winter when at one point winter was going to be first, if you can recall that, yep. I would say at least a dozen in each sport. So, wow. I mean, that might be a little bit overshooting because I probably made four options of soccer, but then at different times and different seasons. And then I have another one ready to go today. So yeah, probably 10. for wow. sports. I mean, and some of those other sports, you kind of held off a little bit. Like we didn't really come out with a bowling schedule until we knew the bowling alley would open, but mm-hmm. it w- everybody was thinking about it and different things. And we always had templates and plans in place. And so it's, it's been quite a bit and there's been adjustments and different things, but at the same time, making schedules and brackets and different things some of us just, it's all in our head. We've done it for so many years. It's kind of comes uh, a second nature now.
0: We're going to have practices on Monday and you said pods. So we're still in the pods because of phase one, right?
1: Yeah. So different sports have different, uh, capabilities of doing things. So volleyball is a pod to six and they can be on either side of the net that pod needs to share a ball and the coaches can hit to them and different things. Football's in pods with whole groups when they're working out doing different things, some lineman drills and different things. And then after that, because it goes pretty quick with when you're in a pod of six and you're spread out across the field, then you can do seven on seven. We've been allowed to do that. So then some of our uh, skill guys stay around and we do seven on seven. Now, soccer even with some of the restrictions actually got lifted that they could go 11 on 11. So they've been going pretty hard. Oh, good. good. And so they've been yeah. doing what they need to do. And so they'll be ready to go with those first mm-hmm. six practices. And since the pre-practice requirements have reduced, if we could get the phase two, we could play right away after the first week of practice. And I, I wouldn't have a problem with soccer doing that and even volleyball because yeah. they're ready to go. Those kids play all the time. Um, cross country, obviously can go out and run. I mean, they're they're wear their masks and they do what they're supposed to do and they've been running and we probably have about 30 to 40 kids out there running. And so it's been pretty positive for us. So it's been going well. And we plan on going forward with this cross country schedule since they can run in phase one.
0: So yeah, that one, that one doesn't matter. They're, they're, uh, they're still going with their regular schedule, which came out. I saw you guys posted that out. Somebody did uh, about two weeks ago there, they are running, I think on the, the 8th or something like that or the 15th.
1: They are definitely starting on the 1st and they're going to get going. So our first, we're going to probably do Saturdays with cross country. So that should be February 13th, but we, that's the plan to get those guys going. And the only difference is, is it's not all nine schools against each other or eight. Hermiston can't get in what it is. It's kind of more like a track schedule where it's three schools competing against each other. And it's going to be an all day event you bring kids in, they run and leave. And then next, next three schools come in, they run and leave and then et cetera, et cetera. So we think we got it pretty dialed up um, with safety precautions and different things that are going on. And uh, at least we know for sure, those kids are going to be able to do something. And so we're excited yeah. about that. Even if we just have cross country and I have no problem with teams practicing for two or three weeks, if we can't get to phase two, and then again, we'll have to make adjustments from there. So we'll see. Okay.
0: Is it still 70% games are, are you know, of the normal schedule that the it state. Is. Okay. Yeah. It is. All right. So, are you giving them a little, a few more games than normal, or is it just, you're sticking to that 70% ratio?
1: So for the majority of sports, it will stick to that 70% just because it's a seven week season. But if we start losing weeks because of the phases, then we'll probably do a six week season, not a okay. huge deal in like volleyball and soccer. Cause you can do two weeks where you play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, right? And ideally you don't want to play three soccer games in a week, but you can do it if you space it out. Yeah. one way to circumvent that is for soccer, for example, you only get 11 contests. Well, we can play 11 contests pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that last Saturday or the last day that we can go, we get a couple of days off because we're Tuesday, Thursday. What we'll do is you can do a culminating event. So you actually can get one more game. So okay. probably, we probably would do a little mini tournament in volleyball. We probably do something in soccer. Football would probably be the only one that wouldn't get an extra game. Um, cross country, we would do plan on doing – uh, like I said, those uh, teams of three, but then at the end, we plan on doing a 4A, 3A thing. So those kids can be competitive. They can run against each other. And hopefully by the time we get to mid March, we might even be in the mythical phase three and then people can show up and then the numbers can go up and we'll be in a good shape and that's all speculation. And so you never know. Cause so much has changed the last 10 months.
0: Oh yeah, it has. And, it, and it's been changing almost daily sometimes or weekly what, you know, because fans are going to want to know this. They, they probably can't come to the events, right? That that was
1: brought to our attention by our Kenwood School District. And I think the other districts are falling on board. And the official statement came to us as athletic directors. So I don't think it's a stretch to say because I've been telling my coaches. I've been telling some parents that reach out to me in this last week that there will be no fans. And I think it's just an easier way to kind of overarch the whole thing. Just so because mm-hmm. when you have so many football players and workers and officials and coaches, right. You're already getting to that number outside and so we don't want to over overdo that and i get it it's going to be frustrating we hope to have cameras in place to, to stream the games and they're in the process of doing that now and so and i think it makes sense i mean when you think about if you're the seattle seahawks and you can't have fans i don't think southridge versus Kamaikin should have football fans either if they can't even get it right in the national football league with the 1000000000 mil- dollar industry we probably need to follow suit i mean i can't even go to a gonzaga game anymore that's the first time i could ever say that in the yeah. last 20 years
0: yeah well it, you know it's a simple it's a simple either or here situation mm-hmm. i mean do, do we i mean what's more important right now i think the most important thing is that we let the kids play you know if that I means agree. with no with they if that means with no fans that's the way it's got to be
1: get them out competing and it and again it is a shortened season and yes we got lots of parents that want to see their kid and senior athletes and everything we get it and if the I mean, we have a plan in place, like I said, with the, we're going to go to Pixelot in the Kennewick School District. If not, though, we're grabbing something and we're streaming it. There's free streaming sites now. You can do lots of different things with our website. And so literally I might have my phone on a tripod film in the game if I have to, or an iPad or something, because we're going to come up with something. They got to be able to watch it. And at Southridge, we're kind of lucky. If you're a soccer parent, you can line up uh, in your car up the top of the parking lot. And that's, oh yeah, that's a good 40 spots. Probably you could watch the game.
0: Do we have a problem with getting enough officials for this? I mean, because everything is so crunched together time-wise. Is that a situation that you guys are looking at or concerned about at all?
1: Very much so. I mean, there's some things that we are concerned about. Volleyball would be a good example of what we've heard first off that might be struggling a little bit. We did move a game up to five. So we'd have those games in the main gym and the back gym if it all goes and we get to phase two. So those kids are done at 6:30, no matter what, I don't know what mm-hmm. the score is, where they're at, and then they we can clean, they can leave, and we'll we'll house the other kids. And at Southridge it'll be pretty easy because we got the two, we got the new weight room and the old weight room, and we got the wrestling room, so we can house some teams in those areas, and then we can bring them in. And so it does change some things. I know the volleyball officials are are down. Uh, girls soccer has not uh, really communicated anything about official shortage. I could see JV games having one official, but that I mean at this time that's okay at varsity games. If we don't have guys on the sides and different things, I mean, I got a lot of savvy soccer parents. I mean, we'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, I really do. And if they have to come down and be a worker and that's one way they can get down on the field, we'll do what we can. And I'm not saying everybody will do that. I plan on having officials for all contests, obviously for football too. From what I'm hearing with football, it should be an okay thing, but yeah, sure. I mean, long before this happened, we were having problems with officials and they kind of right. dictate some of the days we go. Cause we used to always play on Saturdays and with, club and different groups going on Saturday mornings It got more and more difficult to find officials. And let's be honest, when you've got a basketball official that can do a area college game, sometimes i would rather go to that and do different right. things like that. So it, but now this has definitely caused a problem. And we do have officials that may be in that group that are like, I'm not coming out. And we know that as a fact that there's a lot of officials that are over 50 years old.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And so there's still a, a health concern for them, mm-hmm. I'm sure. You know, and we, we talk about uh, this whole discussion that we've been having, we're, we're really talking about varsity athletes. But, I mean, you start thinking about it, we've got JV kids, we've got sophomore kids, we've got freshman kids. This, this is, uh, you know, this is going to affect all these levels, isn't it?
1: Yeah, For sure. And it's interesting to kind of see the numbers and the clearances. And we have a core group, obviously, in every sport. But Mm -hmm. it's like, is the French kid going to come out? Is the kid that just wants to run cross country for fun and he's number 30, number 40 on the boys team, is he coming out this year? Or is he just going to stay home and not do it? And so I don't know across the board because I haven't checked everybody's numbers, but there's, I mean, we're going to have our teams as normal. I think I see. And, but the numbers could be down just slightly, but at the same time, I think we still have four volleyball teams. We have our two soccer teams. We have all our football teams and we're still moving forward. Like nothing's really changed. So it'll be good for those kids. And yeah, I mean, I can see the freshmen being a little disconnected. It'd be weird when you don't have the end of your eighth grade year and then you miss this whole fall calendar time. And it's right. no different than some of my, I feel really bad for my good junior athletes that are multiple sport athletes. They miss their spring season. They mm-hmm. miss all that school. They miss their prom. Now they come back in the fall. And at one point they're like, oh, I can't play soccer now either. So luckily we're getting it in. And now these kids right. are almost a year of school. And I have three sport athletes that are like, wait, I, I almost missed two or three seasons. So hopefully they only miss one. So we're still on track to only miss that last spring. But even that is pretty uh, devastating, especially what we know now. Spring sports being so outside, I mean, they're the ones that can go. So it's yeah. interesting to see how much has changed in 10, 12 months.
0: Your football team is going to be playing on the campus this year? You know,
1: with the way the schedule mapped out and the way we can control things, we, we're going to play at Lampson because it okay. worked out and we're gonna play freshman and varsity if things hold true. I mean, nothing's set in stone uh, at Lampson on Friday nights. Our JVs will be the team that will use the field on Monday nights, Okay. Um, just so there's no conflicts. And those double headers on a JV Monday night at Lampson when you're the late game, mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna be playing in February, March here, hopefully no different than playing late October, November. Sometimes those aren't that much fun. So we want to make sure we can play at a time (laughs) that works for us and our community. And actually instead of playing at four o'clock,
0: maybe we can play a little later. Right. Okay. Uh, So for all of us schedule nerds, uh, is there, is there a point where we're going to get to see some schedules?
1: We did approve everything and we do have a new system with Arbiter. We have a new system with our website. We all got upgraded different things. And so we are still loading those. But things are about to go live. And with the whole Hermeson thing and the travel restrictions this week, we obviously once again push pause. And so it may literally be it it comes out and we're playing games the next week. That's how tight it could be. And that's pretty tough with officials because we want to give them notification. It's tough for travel and transportation because obviously we live in a great area where we can travel in the Tri-Cities without always taking a bus, at least in Kennewick School District. Not all districts are the same. But if we have to go to Walla Walla, I can't give my bus barn a, a day's notice. And so there's always little things in place. And our district does a great job, as does the whole conference. So we're looking forward to that. And I, I think people just need to be ready to go. Like, hey,
0: we're yep. playing next week. Uh, here we are. I got to tell you, I got I to believe everybody's excited that we're finally, hopefully, going to get to, some, to see some some sports. I, I know you guys got to be excited once we get to that phase two, especially, that, that you're going to see your kids out there competing. Uh, this is what you guys... As athletic directors live for to see your kids compete. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, And I'm sure, I'm sure you are too.
1: Yeah, very excited for, I mean, this is kind of what we do and I, in some weird way, I hope athletes, parents, administration, people that work the game, teachers, parents are, don't ever take this for granted again. And as a coach used to say like, hey, you got to play like this is your last day, your last practice. Your kids are like, sure, sure, sure. Well, what if it is? And it used to be based around injuries, but now it's based around things out of our control and out of our hands. Like you may never do this again. I mean, high school sports are for so many types of different kids and so many people can participate and be involved. We're not all going to go to division one. That's not what it's always about. But at the same time, you can do something for four years that you're not going to be able to do the rest of your life. So take advantage of it. And yeah. don't ever take practice for granted. Don't ever take how much your coach cares about you for granted or those games and just realize the importance of it. And it's just, it's awesome to see that kids want to come back out and do things, especially with the restrictions. I mean, it's not like we're yeah. making it easy on them with cleaning and pods and masks and different things. Cause I can only imagine being a young kid. I mean, i struggle now because I'm out of shape and old, but at the same time, even <laughs> in high school, I'm like, man, can I wear this the whole time?
0: And you have to, Yeah. So let's just get through it for now.
2: We'll see what happens.
0: Parker, you have any questions?
2: Looking at the basketball schedule, so they would continue playing, it looks like, according to what's on the books now after graduation for those would-be senior athletes. Do you guys see or envision any problems with being able to schedule games on graduation weekend, for example? Well, that was one reason why we extended it and we sent that into
1: the WIA. We didn't want to end on graduation day, so we actually extended our timeline a week so we would let those kids graduate. And then there's a potential chance that they'd have a game Tuesday, Friday, Saturday in the season. I mean, yeah. I mean, are some kids maybe call it good? I don't think they will because they have played that long. And so we kind of want to stay off that graduation weekend. And there are concerns about, am I okay with pushing summer? I mean, there can be different timelines. I mean, moving forward, maybe this makes people more adjustable in what they do and different things. And so we're okay with moving that a week. There is some Concerns with other spring sport, I mean, excuse me, summer sports that start up and that could be a basketball kid that plays baseball because Legion has kind of been its own thing for so many years that those kids go play baseball. And,
2: and at Southridge, we're not going to stop
1: that because we do uh, okay in baseball.
2: What sport or sports do you think are going to be most greatly impacted by restrictions, whether it's fans or scheduling or officials or that kind of thing? What do you think is going to be the most impacted Well, I think the most impacted is probably it'd be pretty
1: hard not to come watch your kids play a game when you're so used to doing that and walking Mm -hmm. up to a field, walking into a gym. And you've probably never even thought twice about not going into a facility and it not being clean enough or safe enough. But now I think people are thinking that. So that'll be tough. I mean, when you start playing that many basketball games, two in a week, uh, officials are concerned. I mean, uh, it's a huge concern. And, you know, if I'm a young athlete and I'm Playing basketball, I mean, I think back, that's kind of what I did as a high school athlete. Basketball is my main sport. It's like wearing a mask might be tough, but you know what? If I got to play, I guarantee I'd do it. Yeah. So I would definitely just suck it up and do it. And it's no different than, I mean, people wear masks all the time in the medical field and they can go hours and hours of surgery and it seems like they can make it. I think we can handle it as coaches, parents, athletes on the sideline. But once you get running around, I could see where, you know, we all watch the NBA. And those guys are masked up when they come off the court, but then they also have a little cool down zone, which wasn't there in the bubble. And now it is for those athletes to go sit by themselves and isolate where they don't have to wear a mask. So it's always one of those things where things change. I'm fully on board with the masks because I think it helps. I mean, masks and everybody being clean and washing your hands. I, it shouldn't have come to this for people to be clean, but at the same time, I haven't been sick and this has been my healthiest year. So I love it.
0: Yeah. Knock on wood, buddy. Knock on wood.
2: Have you guys given any thought to what a postseason would look like? Obviously, there's not going to be a a state championship, you know, in the Tacoma Dome for, uh, you know, basketball, for example, or those kind of things. There was talk about regional at some point. Is that still on, or has that kind of been scrapped for more opportunity to play a a regular season
1: schedule? So obviously, there was talk of that culminating event, kind of an Eastern State thing. And we were still going to hook up with District 8, which... I think most people know, but not everybody still knows that the MCC and the greater Spokane league are together. Now for fall, our timelines don't really match up because the snow and the weather is really bad up there compared to here. And we've had a really mild time. Like right now it's beautiful out at Southridge, the flag's not even blowing. So that's unheard of. So that's good. And so there were plans in place. I know for fall season, it's going to be a conference type of culminating event football probably won't have anything. 3A's will run against the 4A's in cross country. Volleyball, we we don't care about classification. The plan is like hey, if you're the top 4 teams, one plays four, plays two plays three and with no fans, you can run them through a facility and then the winners can play and the losers can play, they can get those extra games. And then same thing with 5 through 8. And unfortunately, if we have we have 9 schools, so one school is left out, but you know, that's a tough break. So 5 would play 8. So you do a little mini tournament in volleyball, we've talked about that. Same with soccer. We're just going to go hey, we got that Saturday to play. Let's have the number one team play the number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, just so they get one more game. It's competitive with where you're at in your standings. And so there is, but now when you talk about spring, I don't know, Or the, the metrics change and we can do more stuff and we line up with Spokane. I would think the winter sports, if we really get to the point where we're at, that would be something to, with basketball and wrestling, where you might be able to get together and do something because it could change by then. But right now, everything is MCC. We're playing each other. We're letting those kids go out and compete. And yeah, we'll give them one culminating event if we can, just to make sure they can get that extra contest in.
0: All right. Hey, this has been great, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us today. A lot of information there to to digest. And we're really excited about it uh, beginning on Monday with practices. And and of course, cross country is getting ready first to do the competition. But thank you so much for joining us today.